Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Necessary Evil. Once again, I have fantastic news. Got an article here from the New York Times practically jumping with joy over the fact that Joe Biden has picked Lloyd Austin, a black man, as this country's next Secretary of Defense. This will be the first ever black Secretary of Defense, a massive advancement in racial equity and something that everyone who is not a white supremacist should be screaming from the rooftops. We did it, everyone! We defeated the system! We stuck it to Trump! Why are you not hollering? Come on, what are you, a racist? Oh, what, are you upset because Lloyd Austin is a sitting board member for Raytheon? One of the biggest defense contractors in the world? Who produces the drones and the bombs that we drop on civilians in Syria and Yemen and God only knows where else? Okay, is that why you're not ecstatic right now? Guys, he's black! He's black! Okay, that's, that's the takeaway here. All right, let's not get in the weeds with all this military-industrial complex nonsense. All right, black is good. All right, look at all the headlines. ABC News, CNN, MSNBC, USA Today. Biden picks first black defense secretary. End of story. All right, moving on. Folks, let me assure you that if you ever get to feeling down on yourself, as we all do from time to time, allow me to remind you that there are millions of living breathing human beings out there whose brains operate this way nearly every waking second. Okay, these people are practically inbreeds, and they're all over the place. Okay, so no matter what issues you're having that you think are the end of the world, just know that there are people out there whose brains are infected. Okay, this is an infection, folks. The racial obsession that's going on is an infection. Okay, Cornell University just made a new rule where white students are forced to get vaccinated with the COVID vaccine and black students have a choice. Okay, explain to me how these people are not infected. I know I'm exaggerating the premise a bit. Okay, but look at the headlines. Look at the headlines about this and tell me I'm making it up. All right. Biden picks first black defense secretary. We are no longer merely dropping bombs we are now dropping bombs diversely, okay? So does anyone out there think that there might be some sort of conflict of interest at play here when the guy making the decisions of whether or not to drop bombs used to make millions from the company who makes the bombs? Okay, do you think there might be a conflict of interest there worth talking about? Okay, I mean, it's like when Dick Cheney got picked as VP and assured us that he had no conflict of interest with Halliburton, who had just paid him a $36 million severance package. <laughs> $36 million, and yet I hold no allegiance towards them. Okay, folks, let's be very clear on something. I would gnaw off my own left arm for $36 million. Okay, I would gnaw off your arm for $36 million. So, I mean, is it really a surprise that Halliburton is awarded a $7 billion no-bid contract leading up to the Iraq war? Okay, oh, but but Lloyd Austin is black, so it's all good? <laughs> I mean, is that is that your point here? I mean, we already talked about Neera Tandon, who Biden picked as the budget chairman, who said that her biggest issue with the toppling of the Libyan government is that we're not making enough profit. 
So we've got a very diverse cast of people here calling the shots. I mean, we've got a we've got a bloodthirsty psychopath heading heading up the budget department who wants to balance the deficit by way of murder and extortion. And we've got a defense secretary who works for the bomb makers. <laughs> this is wonderful. Welcome to America, folks. And for the record, Donald Trump picked Mark Esper as his defense secretary, who was a Raytheon lobbyist. Okay, so let's not be hypocritical here. But, you know, the reason that I always go harder on the left, people ask me this all the time. The reason I go so much harder on the left is because there are no social or financial consequences for denigrating Republicans. All right, that is the default position. Nobody tears down your shop for having Biden flags up. Nobody boycotts your business because it turns out you donated to Bernie Sanders. Nobody gets fired from their jobs for speaking out against right-leaning ideas or politicians. Okay, all of your favorite celebrities and actors and athletes, pop stars, TV hosts, the overwhelming majority of them are, are staunchly on the left or on the side of big government. Okay, that is the system. That is the machine. Okay, 96% of journalists in 2016 voted for Hillary Clinton. And you, th you still think you're fighting the system. <laughs> I mean, according to the Wall Street Journal, large financial firms donated $75 million to Hillary in 2016 and just 19 grand to Donald Trump. And you still think you're fighting the system. <laughs> I mean, according to the National Association of Scholars, 90% of Ivy League professors, like the ones at Harvard who has a $40 billion endowment, 90% of them are registered Democrats, okay? And you still think you're fighting the system. Okay, so yeah, I have major problems with the Republican Party, and I talk about them often on this podcast. But understand that it takes no guts to call out the right. Okay, you have no social, cultural, occupational, or financial repercussions for being on the left. But you will get publicly doxxed for wearing a Trump hat to a pro-life rally even if you're underage, like Nicholas Sandman. Okay, he was the Covington Catholic kid who the corporate press convinced us had curb-stomped a peaceful Native American gentleman while his buddies sat around pissing on his back. Come to find out, that was a bit of a stretch, as there was clear video evidence disputing that narrative entirely. Okay, but you will get doxxed if they can frame you that way for wearing a Trump hat. Okay, you will get accused of running an underground gang rape cult in the D.C. suburbs for being a conservative judge like Brett Kavanaugh. All right, or you'll get kicked out of your sorority like um, J.C. Barton did. She's the one who posted a TikTok at a Trump rally, a candidate who roughly half the country supported. Okay, and she got kicked out of her sorority. Okay, they'll suspend you from your workplace if you mention that BLM protests defied the social distancing requirements like Martin, Shipp Martin Shipton did. I mean, hell, you, you'll get kicked off the L.A. galaxy if your wife speaks out against the violence carried out by BLM protests this summer. Okay, like Alexander Katai. Okay, there are no repercussions for being pro-Democrat or pro-Marxist or anti-Trump. Zero. None. Okay, you do not have balls for yelling about the patriarchy. It takes no balls to call George Bush a war criminal. What takes balls is calling Barack Obama a war criminal. What takes balls is calling Barack Obama a Wall Street sellout, okay, who took millions of dollars from Wall Street firms to give speeches after his presidency 
in which he let them off the hook for the 08 financial crisis. Okay, what takes balls is speaking out against the left. That's why I'm harder on them. Okay, but today, I would like to shine a little spotlight on my favorite guilty pleasure, one of my favorite guilty pleasures, which, as you may know, is infiltrating anti-vax Republican Facebook groups. Um, You know, I like to talk a lot about the harpy pixie dust smoking cat moms on the left, but take it from me, folks, there is an astonishing number of adults on the right who are not doing well psychologically. Okay, there's quite a few people walking around who believe that Bill Gates is trying to inject them with a serum that will cause them to become submissive, obedient, unintelligent, what have you. Okay, same people who believe that Chrissy Teigen and Tom Hanks are drinking infant blood as a nightcap. I mean, do you understand? I understand the skepticism, first of all. Okay, and we did just finish up injecting blacks with syphilis roughly 60 years ago. Okay, we did turn two Japanese cities into glass in World War II. Okay, so, you know, we've certainly done some shitty things. But do you understand the number of people who are involved in this COVID vaccine production? I mean, the thousands of researchers, chemical engineers, virologists, mid-level employees, independent medical doctors, all scouring the ingredients of this thing. Okay, Bill Gates is not making this himself in his kitchen, you know. I mean, half you people listening have bought Coke from a complete stranger in the bathroom at Dogwood in downtown Raleigh. And the other half of you has spent the majority of the last decade shoving enough Kentucky Fried Chicken and Lay's potato chips down your throat to sustain a decent-sized herd of wildebeest. Okay, now you want to see the long-term effects <laughs> of a vaccine that thousands of researchers have developed together? You guys are smoking jewel pods. We almost eradicated high school smoking, and then a few companies came out and designed a sleek new invention that looks cool at parties, and then half of you went and got yourself addicted to smoking a freaking USB drive on the off chance that a blacked-out four will Uber home with you and then make out for a few minutes before she vomits all over the bedspread that you haven't washed in 14 months. Okay, your opinion is invalidated. I'm sorry to tell you. Head to the back of the line, Chad. <laughs> for Christ's sake. In more lighthearted news, Eric Swalwell, member of the House Intelligence Committee, a rather important position, who spent three years baselessly claiming that Donald Trump was an agent of Vladimir Putin without a shred of evidence, has been banging a Chinese spy. According to Axios, Swalwell and two yet-to-be-named Democratic California mayors have had sexual relations with Christine Fang, who is a confirmed Chinese spy. Great. Prepare to be invaded, folks. Not only did Dianne Feinstein, Democratic senator from California, employ a Chinese spy as her driver for nearly a decade... But now half of the California political class is banging a Chinese spy. The same Chinese spy, mind you. Okay, we deserve what is coming. We deserve the invasion that is coming. Batten down the hatches, folks. 
By the way, does nobody have a problem with the fact that Dianne Feinstein is 87 years old? She still sits on the Senate Judiciary Committee? And there's stories out this week that fellow members of the committee have noted that she can't remember jack shit, which is more than likely linked to the fact that she was a teenager when we wrapped up World War II. Or you're going to think I'm exaggerating. Google it. Dianne Feinstein is older than the Hoover Dam. Okay, have a seat, lady, my God. Folks, I gotta get off here before I have a damn stroke. Please, for the love of God, share this episode onto your Instagram story so I can get some viewership up, start driving up some ad revenue. Okay, my birthday is coming up. That would make for an excellent present that you could provide for me. But regardless, I will see you next time on Necessary Evil where people are sovereign, where all government measures are enforced by the point of gun, and where state power is in direct conflict with individual liberty. Thanks a lot.